back with the Afterwatch. We're watching ReZero. Season 1, Episode 7, Natsuki Subaru's Restart. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. That's right, and we'll get into this pretty quick here. Uh, mostly because I want to hear what you thought about this. This is a crazy episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. lot that happens. This is there's, this is a, there's big a one. lot that happens in this. Well, I mean, it seems like every episode there's a lot to talk about. Before we get into it, though, I do want to remind you guys if you haven't already subscribed to the show. If you have any questions, comments, things you'd like us to bring up here, uh, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you reach us. And if you could, please leave us a review over there on Apple Podcasts or Audible. All right, so. Uh, I guess it starts in with where we last saw them. Uh, Subaru was in the woods and he had just realized that it was Rem who was after him. Yep. And probably who was basically, I guess, the one who killed him the last time, right? Yeah. So that was a that was a big shock for him. His One yeah. of his precious maid girls that he's trying so hard to be friends with. Uh-huh. Well, it was a big shock for me the last the, uh, the first time I saw it. Oh, yeah. I was I was surprised because I was thinking it was tied to whatever killed him the first time or some right. other more another character that just like, oh, you know, that character's bad. But instead, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, it's Rev. It's not it's not just a bad guy. It's well. So, I mean, these girls have been mysterious as it is. And, you know, they're always giving those looks like they're watching him, you know, and we have seen Rom up there talking to Roswell kind of, uh, you know, secretive about what they think about Subaru and what he's doing there. It's true. But I didn't think that they had it in them to be, like, <laughs> you know, we, what do you what do you call those things? Is that like a like a mace on a chain, like some kind of halberd? What is, what is those? What do oh, you call the, that? The ball and chain? Yeah. Uh, it's not. I don't know. Close it's a to mace, a, isn't it? Close to a flail, maybe. Flail. There you go. Except it's a little longer. So. Well, yeah. And it's bigger than what I think of as a flail, but it, it works. That's good enough. <laughs> so the fact that she this little girl is able to wield that she has to be have some kind of special supernatural power right that's funny because i did not think about that at all i was just caught up on like oh my goodness it's rem and uh what was going on that i didn't think about that angle at all like is it magic is I, rem could be really strong because they do a lot of manual labor mm-hmm. well i think everyone in this in this show is kind of latently magic based i don't know there's there's a lot of things that and i guess as we go through we'll talk more and more about that but it's a magical world so it's not hard to oh ram and rem specifically i still think they're like demons (laughs) (laughs) well especially after those uh what children's stories that uh he was talking to rom about yeah it just lined up so well it just kind of i don't know i don't know if i'm hoping it or forcing it yeah it just seems like they snapped their horns off and now they work for roswell that's still my guess or something or something where i it was just where uh what rom was just like don't tell rem about these stories (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so yeah but anyway so he sees rem he actually tries to talk her out of it at first right but she's just like don't resist I'll try to make this death very painless. I don't I don't know if that's uh if that's a thing. Like I feel like it pr- it hurts pretty hard every time. <laughs> yeah. We kind of feel it. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd place um I guess trying to show that they're still being thoughtful about mm-hmm. it. Like maybe maybe they don't exactly uh Rem doesn't exactly want to do it. Uh, it. Maybe that's what's being implied. I'm not sure. But yeah, to your point, I don't think it helps that much better. Well, we we do hear her say it's a rule of maids, so since he's suspicious, uh, he must be punished. That's kind of the thing that's going on here. So it's almost, it's not like it's some conspiracy. It's basically just that they see him as an outside enemy, 
And so they have to deal with it. Ah, I didn't catch that rule of mates thing. That adds another layer of yeah. maybe and they're hired and it's like, this is what you get. It's kind of like when you hire mercenaries, they're right. going to act a certain way. So maids might have a special meaning here. And she does say that she intends to finish the job, like kill him before the sister sees. And so at this point, I think she thinks that he's closer to, at least through this playthrough, is closer to Rom. And I think that's with them reading the stories and everything. So that's one aspect to this where at I didn't get that the first time around. I was I mm. figured she was part of some secret cabal that was after him. But no, I think she's just being protective of the family and the mansion and maybe her sister, you know. Yeah, maybe too. she's she's doing some of the things that maids are supposed to do that she doesn't want her sister to do. So I, I'm imagining if the maids have this code that they have to do and the other sister wanted to become a maid and, and do this thing with the humans again, because I think they're mm -hmm. humans. <laughs> but uh, right. if they wanted to do this, like she, uh, Rem's taking over the, the difficult part, the aspects that are more not uh, well, Rem's style, maybe. I don't know. That'd be well, remember that Rem is the one who's better at everything. She's the younger one, so she doesn't get the credit, but she's better at everything. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that's why she's maybe doing the job, just because she feels like she does it anyway, or she would have to do it anyway. I don't know. It, it seems that's, like she's point. used to taking up the slack. So that's what's going on here. Um, it is sad, though, because he starts actually crying. You know, he thought they were getting along well. He was trying so hard. And then he ends up flashing his little Metea phone at her. <laughs> I, I thought at first maybe he was going to like, oh, magic or something. No, but he's just trying to use the flash to deflect or, or, or uh, cause her to look away. And then he strikes her down and runs. Yeah, I, I have here and I'm trying to remember why that when she got knocked down, I was kind of like, I don't know. She got knocked down out of shock almost. And I was like, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like you said before, Rem seems really strong. Mm -hmm. So I, I was a little bit of like, mm, I, maybe I, I don't know. I thought maybe she wouldn't get knocked down. But I mean, she's right after him, too, because he's running and he gets hit by that mace or whatever it is, that ball pretty quickly. And when mm -hmm. he looks up his legs off. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely skilled. <laughs> yeah. And not only does she take the leg off, but then she catches up to him and heals him. Just to get more, you know, doesn't let him die yet because she's still trying to get info out of him. Yeah, that is uh, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. Oh, man, I've seen this before in things where they hurt somebody and then they heal him to hurt him again just so they can keep the torture going. Yeah, that sounds that sounds absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah. Especially because we know how much he's been through already and how much he was really trying to make this count. And he's trying to play, you know his best at what's going on here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Rem thinks that he's been hired by one of the enemies or someone else who's in line for the throne. And she wants to know who it is. Of course, it's nobody. He's only there to help Amelia. Is It's what he keeps saying. And uh, I mean, I guess she doesn't believe him. She talks about that he smells, you know, and this is, is this the first time we hear that? he's He has the stench of the witch on him? Uh, I think so. As far as I remember, uh, that's the first time. And I, it, I thought it was a pretty big deal, right? Yeah. Like, that he's, what, what does she, that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we don't know. He doesn't know. But she thinks it means he's affiliated with the witch's cult. And so that's something that has to mean something. 
But what? He doesn't know. He doesn't even know who she, you know, this witch. Of course, it's a witch of envy because I guess that's the only witch that people talk about. I see. Who is Satella? (laughs) I remember the Satella part. I didn't remember she's the witch of envy, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, Uh, we'll come back to that. But anyway, um, she's just really upset because she says the witch who has caused her sister so much agony. Anyone who's affiliated with that with that person doesn't, you know, she doesn't want that person around. Subaru is really upset, though, because she's saying that what they were just pretending to care about him just to get in close. Is that like the whole uh, keep your enemies closer thing? Is that before or after they say, I, I thought that Rem says something about the witch encroached on Rem and Ram's territory. Is that right? Hmm. I don't know. I thought it was right after the smells like a witch. It might've been because there's some things that are lines that are thrown in there that are hard to decipher with what, you know, little info we have to go on. Ah, uh, okay. It's just really sad because he's trying to recall like, moments that they've shared and she doesn't remember any of it because it's on past lives or whatever you want to call it yeah that's one of the the damaging things that we had mentioned before of Mm -hmm. trying to regain all those things yeah he's trying to get so much of a perfect playthrough but there's there's just too much to do and he doesn't know everything that's going on and it just feels really bad that i don't know it's it seems like uh if he doesn't mess up one thing he messes up another and you can't Uh he can't have it all well just think of how hard it is to remember what you did you know, the last couple of days or whatever. And then think about him who has to figure out what he's done only this playthrough, because if he starts, you know, talking about things that he knows from other playthroughs, it becomes kind of suspicious and oh. he can't come across as suspicious. Yeah, I can't wait until he does something like that, because <laughs> you're right. They're immediately be like, how do you know that? And how do you know where that thing is? You know, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh. But yeah, it's just really sad. And he's trying to, you know, plead with her, saying that he really likes both the sisters. It's not enough. She slices his neck open and, uh, you know, he's he's back in the bed the first day again. So right at the end. So he's, he's saying stuff about why do you hate me so much? And she says that her sister's too kind. Yeah. What was that about? I think it's just because she was teaching him to read and write and all that. Yeah. So he wakes up. And Amelia is there and he realizes that maybe he should just try to tell her what's going on. What do you think of this moment where he starts to say it and all of a sudden everything freezes and this, what, wispy black mist kind of invades the scene, invades him. And it's like a hand reaches and and basically almost, what, (laughs) starts smothering his heart, right? Yeah, something, something stops him. And then this is the point in the show um, where I finally thought that it's more than just a return by death place for him. And then mm-hmm. uh, like your idea that you had mentioned before, and I was kind of resistant to the idea of that there is something special that chose him before. I was like, okay, maybe he just, he's in this world. He has that power, but it's not for a purpose. And now that he can't mention something now it, to me, it feels like there's something else that's kind of guiding choosing, or there might actually be things he's supposed to do, or uh, this is where it really kind of pushes it for me because of that. Yeah, but it also means he can't cheat, right? Because he can't tell her now. Yeah. So the only thing he really can do is ask her not to have anything to do with him. It's a really sad moment because isn't she? She's like the focal point for his good playthrough. Everything kind of points towards her, I think. Yeah. At least up until this point. 
yeah, so far there's definitely some sort of focus. Uh, she definitely seems to be really important um, to him, at least, or mm-hmm. him, and to the culture and the country and the area they're in, right? Because of the not election, but the <laughs> what do you call it? Yeah, the the, uh, the royal selection. Yeah, the fight for who's going to be mm-hmm. the who's going to rule. Yeah, the new uh, the new uh, person in charge. Uh, it's just weird because when we started this arc. The biggest thing for him to do was to nail that uh, going on a date, that invite, right? <laughs> yeah, according to him. It, Remember, def- definitely he, tr- his he kept plan. trying for that. Mm-hmm. And now it's the struggle just to stay alive. Right. It's to- so weird how that's changed where that's not even coming. That's not even part of his focus at all. <laughs> but I guess that's <laughs> when uh, when it starts getting difficult here. And I think it's not going to stop getting difficult, at least for a, for a little bit here. Yeah, I, I, going back to the the game idea that he he often thinks he's in a game, but it makes me think about uh, he's trying to min max too hard, right? He's saving. It's like if you play a game that's really hard, like uh, say Diablo right. two, and you don't mm-hmm. want to put it your skill points in, so you just save them and save them and save them. It's like yeah, it might be better and technically a perfect run later, but uh, you you might not make it out. So he's kind of hitting that place of. He wants to do everything. He wants to do the dates and all these other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he keeps trying to hit all those marks, it's, it looks like he's not going to make it. He has bigger things he needs to focus on and he needs to give up right. maybe how close he can get to Amelia or a date with Amelia. So I wonder what things he's going to have to do and give up to make it out of this one alive. Well, yeah, because he's still trying to figure out. So is Rem the person who is trying to kill him? But OK, sure. She killed him this time and probably the time before. But what about the thing that? killed him the first time where he died in his sleep and then came back that's different right maybe i maybe he doesn't know yeah and so he goes to beatrice and tries to ask her you know maybe she did something you know maybe there's some kind of curse or something that's going on especially after that hand reached in that's that's a little upsetting yeah, especially right after the part where he smells like the witch, you're kind of like, is is that it? <laughs> is he a yeah, bad? Yeah. Is he a bad guy in all this and doesn't know? Well, yeah. What is he? The fear is engraved in him after that, and so uh, yeah, even she says the stench is heavier on him now. So maybe the stench because of that that moment where the the mist came in and everything that was the stench that they're smelling. But because that happened, it was even stronger. Yeah, that's a that's a real bad sign for him. <laughs> right, because that means his superpower is evil power. <laughs> right, and because he can't talk about certain things, if whatever is con- keeping him, giving him this rebirth, and maybe mm-hmm. setting the goals of what when he can res or not, because so far it's still, it looks like he's locked out of doing some stuff because of the, you know, he can't tell them stuff because of the fear. But then... Right it still does seem so far that he can do whatever he wants. He just has to survive. So maybe uh, I'm just thinking about this now. Uh, I didn't really think about it. Watching it was the maybe the witch is keeping a track of him and killing him when he doesn't do certain things that uh, the witch wants him to do. So hmm. or, or something like that, because it, does, it seems like if he were to say, just run away really far and keep going and going and not die, like would, where would he rest? Would it be in the castle? What if he ran away 10 days, right? Which is longer than the four. Is there, I'm still like, I don't know if there was any ever set thing like he has to do these things or if it's uh-huh. just like, I don't know. Well, of... we do know the spawn point doesn't change in these, you know, when he's doing stuff, uh, when he's stuck. In other words, he keeps waking up in that same bed on that same morning. Yeah. I just wonder if he 
if he made it 10 days and left the castle would he win what what triggers him spawning somewhere else would be Mm. interesting to find out well i think we find out something along those lines later in this episode Ooh. so anyway he talks about though he's wondering why this is even happening to him if he's getting special treatment or whatever because it's someone he's never met he's never met this witch so what does it have to do with him mm-hmm. but then he basically what would you call it emotionally blackmails beatrice into helping him yeah i thought he was gonna be like tell me about the witch like it seems to all hinge on this but uh, i was surprised he went the way he did yeah, so basically the whole when she sucked the mana out of him that first morning, he uses that against her and saying he's he'll tell Puck what happened if she doesn't keep him alive. At least keep him safe, I guess, till until the fifth morning. Yeah, I I can't believe I, I missed that. I just remembered the keep me safe, the blackmailing part. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of mean. That's a little bit out of character. I could see why, though. Like He usually seems to be nicer, uh, mm-hmm. but he's died a bunch this playthrough in this uh, spawn point. So I could mm-hmm. see him getting a little desperate. There's a little desperation. Yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. To yeah. even be mean. Well, also, you he almost had someone just like, what, kill him <laughs> from the insides. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, so I, that's got to be frightening. Yep. But she, so she agrees to it. She calls it a nonsense favor. <laughs> and also don't call her a little girl. But I guess, yeah, she's some kind of entity, right? She just looks like a little lolly girl, I guess. Anyway, uh, so he's having these dreams as he's sleeping of Rem coming after him and and all these different times he's died. And as this is happening uh, and he's getting really freaked out and frightened in that, you know, sleep state, he says that these hands come and hold his hand and it stops the bad dream cold like and suddenly he can just fall back to sleep it almost looks like it's it's really uh chaotic in his mind mm-hmm. and then it goes like all golden and light like something comes in and heals his his uh i don't know the nightmare i guess yeah definitely seems to be part of what is uh giving him this power and mm-hmm. i and then my guess for the the hand i was like oh it's you know he just talked to beatrice so that was my that's my guess yeah, and it makes sense, too, because then he wakes up in the library. She's actually got him in there as she's um, as she's kind of, wa- you know, supposed to be watching over him. Mm-hmm. So why not? And that's a good uh, place to watch him because pretty much nothing else can get in there. Right, right. It's kind of her domain. Yeah, that she's kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about this, how it's the Roswell's magic books. So that's her job to watch over them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she says she didn't hold his hand. Um, there's a moment where <laughs> she throws a book at him and he catches it really quickly. I thought that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but uh, then she says, oh, they're calling. And she leaves the room and he goes chasing after her, realizes that the sun's out. So he's made it. And was this the, the fifth day, right? He like kind of skipped to the fifth night this way. Yeah, so he's really happy about that. But then he sees Amelia and he thinks things are going to, you know, taking a turn for the better. But she seems a little upset. Yeah, I was I was very surprised with what happened here. Right. So <laughs> it's so in his head, he's like, oh, now I've made it past this day. You know, Beatrice kept me safe, I guess. Right. And it was a good plan on his part. Mm-hmm. Keep him away from whatever was killing him or stopping him. 
and uh, now he can go on and try to have that date. I think he even tries to bring up, let's go into town and stuff. And she stops him. Amelia stops him. And that's when they hear Rom crying, like actually kind of screaming in pain, you know? And uh, I guess what happened is now it's Rem that died in her sleep. Yeah. So what did you think of that? I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, this, uh, that was pretty wild. Like it just it's, obviously it's bad for Rem, but it sucks for Subaru, too. He's basically given up on a lot of the other stuff he is building. Like we we're saying, um, mm-hmm. he could go through a playthrough and kind of give up his other things, give up his date and just try to stay alive and maybe focus on that. And even when he does that and now Rem is dead and screwed like, yeah, that, that's just awful. Um, <laughs> he even goes to like reach for her and gets his hand slapped away. I understand that the sister's super upset, and they don't everything. know him in this in this place. They don't know him. Yeah, and he feels a kinship to them, but they obviously don't feel it towards him. So it's even worse. And the fact that he knows that it has something to do with him and the curse or whatever, and he can't even tell them. And that's what's so weird. There's a standoff. Where Rom starts saying, if you know something, you better tell. He, she even strikes him. What? Throws? Is it? Does she just like magic at him and it cuts his face? Or what is it that happens? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But uh, again, to what you said, it seems like they are all magical. <laughs> right. So. Hmm. But then uh, we see Beatrice step in, you know, in between them. She's still protecting him. And then Roswell calls that into question. Like, why are you protecting him? What is it that he's got over you now? You know, and so now it's all confused. And Roswell, you see all these little magic orbs <laughs> like show up like they're about to do battle. Oh, yeah. That whole place is just going to go up in flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a big standoff. And so Subaru just runs out of there and he just keeps running. Yeah. And I, and I was wondering, is he choosing not to tell them because of the fear or? I think it is. Is he just trying to get out of the situation alive? Because it's pretty much, well, all three of well, them. He, are, he doesn't well, know anyway. He th- What is he going to tell me? I think it killed me once before. You know, how do you say that? There's like no easy way to say this that sounds plausible. Right. And he physically might not be able to because of whatever's going on with the uh, the dark hand and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and it's just real rough. Like you, in this scene, especially, you really feel for it because it's it's a huge emotional thing. And then... He usually is the one to actively try to do things. He tries to set a plan. He tries to go after it. And sometimes it's it's in an odd way, but it's always he's doing stuff to try to move forward. And in this case, he's so screwed that he can't tell them the truth. He can't reason his way out of it. And he just kind of has to run. So it, it almost feels yeah. out of character, but it, it's almost because he doesn't seem to have any options. And it wasn't that they didn't. I mean, Amelia sided with him actually right there. Beatrice was guarding him, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough, I think. With with the way that it that it just ended up, because, you know, that the uh, Rom wasn't going to let that lie like she could tell something was up. He knew something just by his face, you know, the the look on his face. Yeah, I don't um, know how he would not live it down for for lack of words. Right. But, but exactly like what like you were going to say, he's never going to be able to explain that away because they know something is up, but he can't say anything. Yeah. And what's weird is he thinks he's beaten it because he was so worried. This is what the fourth time. And I guess with the last arc, you know what, what we saw with the insignia and everything, he died three times. So he's not sure that if he dies a fourth time in this, you know, arc, I guess if you call it that, uh, if he'll come back, he doesn't know if it's a three, you know, like a three life rule or who knows what. So he's worried about that too. Yeah. And then and he should be because it's it's 
not funny <laughs> it's kind of horrible speaking of being tortured like being uh, healed and tortured is that you're right is you can say oh he shouldn't fear death as much because he obviously comes back mm-hmm. but he, he doesn't know how- exactly he doesn't know how many times so it's still not only does it hurt usually each time except mm-hmm. for you know when he was sleeping maybe but it's just awful because he mentally can't he still can't get over it He's mm-hmm. not going to be able to because, like you said, he doesn't know. We don't know if there's a limit. We don't know if yeah. maybe his job is over right there. Maybe that was his purpose <laughs> to do whatever it takes to get Reb killed. Like, we don't know and he doesn't know. So it's always just awful uh, for him to have to face that again and, and again. Could you imagine the PTSD? <laughs> if just... I, I would not be surprised if he doesn't just mentally break and just change, like have his character just change because he's kind of positive. He kind of wants to do things. And at some point, when is he going to be like, this is so hard to survive that he just stops trying the positive things? And well, just, oh, man, that's going to be rough. We see him run and run until he makes it. You know, he stops at the edge of a cliff and he's he's just really upset. He was having so much fun with all of them. He's saying he loved his time in this magical world. He doesn't want it to end, but he can't get it to work. He doesn't know what to do. He's trying so hard and it's just not happening. And I guess what there was I think it was at this point where he starts talking about how he's played it a little selfish. Like he's been looking out for himself and how to succeed for his own self, but what he's doing is also affecting other people he's seeing. And the fact that he played things one way this time caused Rem to die makes him call everything else into question. Yeah, I don't agree with him that he was being entirely selfish. I understand like he had to survive mm-hmm. or at least like, you know, what would happen if he didn't survive? He would start over. So he has to at least do that. Um if he's referring to the whole the whole playthrough, because most of the time he was trying to be helpful. He right. tr- tried to, you know, he went to the loot house. He didn't have to. He was helping her with the insignia. He, maybe he didn't have to. Maybe he could have walked away on day one, just the other direction. Um, there's a lot that maybe could have happened. And it's, I don't know, it seems like it was selfish because it was the goal he wanted. But at least it included other people of like, oh, I want to help this other person. It is mm-hmm. so, a little bit selfishly motivated. So I, I, I think it's a little odd for him to think so far that he's been completely well i think it was just one way of saying that he has i mean it's almost i don't know if you want to call it a god complex or something but he has these people's lives in his hands to a to a point like maybe it's not his fault that bad things are happening but he can change stuff yeah taking that upon himself uh is definitely a huge thing if he and that's a hero like moment right because that becomes more than just it becomes bigger than himself. He's trying to save the world at that point, right? That's yeah. a different way of looking at this game, if you want to call it a game. Right. Maybe now, maybe the point of him saying uh, that he's being selfish is that he didn't consider how much of an effect he has on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, it is a it's a huge, it's a superhero-like burden on him. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's kind of interesting because I am... Superman usually is seen as is pretty boring, right? Mm-hmm. He just has or, or can be because he's got a lot of powers and like shrugs, yeah. shrugs off most situations. But all the battles that he takes on are usually ones of like moral testing of character. So mm-hmm. now that uh, Subaru is well, he's getting just beat up in every way. But now yeah. he also has to take on this burden, right? He has to find out, like, does he have to do a playthrough so perfect that he saves everyone else? Um, and will he accept when those things don't happen is, is yeah. pretty rough because like you said, uh, kind of is a God complex because things he does 
can end with Rem dead or not. So he might have to find the hardest way to survive that includes her alive or suffer with the burden of what he did literally got her killed. Yeah. And I know that he's talked about this stuff before because obviously he was trying to save Amelia in the loot house. You know, after that first time of watching her die beside him, he was trying to make sure that she didn't die. And that's why he kept going to the loot house, even though he didn't want to. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. Uh, you know, fate kept pushing him there. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and that was one of the pluses that I like, too, is that he he took that upon himself pretty quickly. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. do you think that this instance is different than that? Because I, I think that's a good comparison. Well, I think that, yeah, he's having a hard time where... These people don't trust him, but he still feels that connection from all his different playthroughs so far. Not only does he feel the connection, because he's had these moments, these cute moments with Rem, that whole where she smiled really big after he told her she was demonically inspired. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, all those nights where Rom stayed up while he was, uh, you know, learning to read and write, you know, all those conversations there. Or maybe it's even that he realizes that it was probably the sisters that healed him during that nightmare right we see him realize that it was probably them or maybe even is it a memory or or maybe it's him in his mind's eye like thinking oh it was probably them on either side of him like helping him through that night Hmm. so it's even then it almost sent you know the whole point of after them helping him through that nightmare then what he did caused somehow he doesn't know how, but caused Rem to die. And that's why there was so much more anguish in Rom's voice, because after they had helped him, he couldn't return the favor and help her figure out why Rem had died. Yeah, I think it's, that's it's well, very that's well it's, said. <laughs> it's very, I don't know, twisty, right? Yep. There's a lot of things that there's a lot of things going on. I was anyway, uh, so it's hard to process how much I think happened here. I do yeah, have a thing yeah. of like art with the Ram and Rem holding the hands and then like are they being attacked by the thing that's affecting Subaru? Uh-huh. I don't know what gave that. Well, he's feeling. thought that, that you know, from the beginning that whatever was after him was after them all. That's why he kept kind of trying to separate himself from them, even go, leaving the mansion. But then, you hmm. know, it just brought him back when he realized that that time it was Rem that was after him. Right. Um, okay. But uh, one thing I, you know, bringing up how twisty and stuff, I was reading through the second light novel, which is where, you know, all this material, I guess, comes from. And uh, there's an afterward how the creator uh, wrote this and figured it out. He said he figured it out with a lifelong friend. They were just sat around this restaurant late nights. I guess it sounded like it took a while, but just beating through all the different, you know, things that happened, you know, beat by beat, figuring out what had to happen through this, uh, you know, storyline just to make sure it lined up and made sense you know it just seemed crazy but it seemed fun for him too how he's talking about it nice Uh, reading through that he just has affinity i guess he said for these stories where it's this person with like zero stats they have nothing going for them and trying to attain this unattainable goal which in some ways is the girl unattainable girl but really she's just the focal point to that really good playthrough making it achieving the goal of whatever it is and yeah you know he talks about amelia is the reason he you know the thing he's striving for but i think she's just the face of it i think it's bigger than just her she's just a really easy way of 
of pinpointing what it is he's after, you know, because really he doesn't know exactly what it would take for him to get to the next step, what right. it is that's going to make that. So Amelia is a good way of you know, a good way of saying that's what he's after, even though he doesn't know what steps he has to take to get there. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you put it that way, I, I like the idea that maybe it makes it easier for, for his character too, to have that easy goal, not easy goal, but clear goal of mm-hmm. he wants clear to be goal. with Amelia and he starts with that. So he just wants to have the best day, but mm-hmm. focusing on that makes it a lot easier for him to grasp what he feels he wants to do. Right. When the other way to live through it is like, pay attention to Ram and Rem, pay attention to Amelia, pay attention to Beatrice, pay attention to Roswald. And then, uh, if he was even better, right? And he has yeah. the time if he were to keep dying and rezzing to also read as much as he can, learn languages, learn skills, all this, all at the same time in the perfect mm-hmm. way. It's just such a, a lot to handle for his character that it. I, I like your, I, I like the idea a lot. He focuses on Amelia, but there's so much more going on. And now he's mm-hmm. definitely feeling that pool of more than yeah, just it's, that. Otherwise it'd be so nebulous. It'd be like, how would you describe what he wants? He wants something. But at, at least it, that, it made sense to me when I read that. Anyway, uh, he's out there just upset. Beatrice finally finds him. And this is when we find out that she actually... What did you think about this? That there's no time limit on her protection. And I guess that's true when they did, you know, have that handshake or whatever before. Even though he was talking about, you know, only till the fifth morning, she didn't just go for that. She was just going to protect him regardless. Because it's past that, it's past that time. Right. And I don't get why. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, and it's nice of Beatrice. I, I, from a couple interactions and the things Beatrice mm-hmm. has done, I thought it's been pretty cool. And she's been shown to be a nice character. If yeah, anybody, I, I trust th- that character. Yeah. I don't think we know why. I don't think we have enough information as to why. Yeah. But it is cool to know that someone else is looking out for him, I guess. Yeah. Right. And now that you say it with as much as he suffered, I kind of feel like, oh my goodness, if Beatrice, uh, if Beatrice betrays him at some point, uh, how, how gut wrenching. I hope that doesn't happen because it seems to be the one of, okay, Beatrice is, is neutral at least right in the library doing what Beatrice needs to do. Uh, then this side thing, which is kind of nice of like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I'll protect you. But I'm saying, in in you know in relation to what you were saying earlier he did make it past that day he right. didn't die so this arc could go longer but he ends up choosing just to end it right now right because not only is beatrice there but then rom shows up and she's just like what got all this magic around her just this field of magic just flowing off of her she's angry she really wants to do something i don't know if it's you know against Subaru or whoever it is there's you know she wants to make whoever killed her sister she wants to make them pay yeah she's definitely going to take it out on on Subaru because he's very sus and yeah he knows something exactly so you know she he doesn't know what to tell her he doesn't (laughs) I mean what what do you say at this point he realizes that he doesn't know anything. I think he even says that he doesn't know anything. And then he and really he has no way of convincing them. So all he does is say, every one of you mean the world to me. And then he just turns and runs off the cliff. Yeah, that seems more in character with 
uh, tying it again to the loot house and the way he uh-huh. takes on that situation. Like he's going to go in there and literally face death. I yeah. thought it was a little, it was, it was a surprise. It was kind of like a, a big moment. Cause it's like, oh, I don't like it's, it's not a him killing himself is not a nice topic to think no. about, especially when it's kind of seems like, Oh, it's a good thing for him to do. Obviously it's a fantasy world and people shouldn't kill themselves, but right. Uh, oh man, it was just a big thing in this context that he made that choice and it was like i'll take the risk uh take this horrible death and try to make it better yeah try to save rem that's it's something only he can do is what he's saying Mm -hmm. so he ends his playthrough not because he was going to die but because he thinks that he can try to make it better and that's something different that we haven't seen yet so does that make it more complex i think so uh but maybe not which, which part that we haven't seen that him choosing to reset choosing to reset yeah yeah that definitely is like choosing to reset to say but i guess if this had happened before if let's say he had lived but amelia had died at the loot house he might have done the same thing i could see him doing the same thing or i don't know what yeah because it takes a it takes a little bit for him to get to this point when he first hits the cliff he's not going to jump off but by the end he realizes it's uh, what he wants to do, I guess. Yeah, and his, his wording when you're right, when he first gets there and he says he can't do something so simple, I was like, oof, that's rough. To, because he's talking about killing himself and calling that simple. Oh, man, it's pretty savage. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but he's I, died I like, so many times. <laughs> he has died so many times. I, I Your question, and again, this is, I think, something I brought up in either the first or second episode. There's like, man, if I had to force a reset, I would find an alchemist, hope he had some sort of money and like make it a sleep potion and he can right. reset peacefully. But uh, it's a really good point you bring up. Would he have done this earlier if it was the loot house? Clearly, he went in there and he risked his life over, over and over. But if he had to like impale himself or do something awful to do that reset, would he have been like, has he grown as a person? Has he gotten more used to it? Uh, would it have been the same? Because I, I think that's an interesting question that I would hope that he would because it would be kind of courageous for him to say i want to fix this i don't want to get someone else killed i tend to think that he's actually has gotten a little jaded there might be a little bit of that even though he's obviously like uh, having the nightmares and everything about it it's 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 gotta be that he understands that's his power that's what he can do that's i mean that's what he's saying here right he's the one who can force the future to change if he just goes back into the past and changes it yeah yeah he definitely seems to be taking a little bit of well, a lot of responsibility for that. Yeah, aspect. it's a it's a superpower kind of hero thing, but it's definitely yeah, it's 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 much more. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we haven't seen him be this. Uh, we haven't seen him embrace this side of it yet. Yeah, the mechanics of the reset and stuff. The sacrifice of it. Right. Oh, that, OK, that's a good way to put it, I think, because it's he takes advantage of the resets. But he mm-hmm. never had to really force it like this. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, definitely is a is a different step compared yeah. to and the loot house, which is yeah, it's brave. He runs into danger, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have to do it himself. But having to do it himself here is kind of a big deal. And it's actually where the second light novel ends with him falling to his death off this cliff. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy cliffhanger. <laughs> I know. You, uh, I was thinking of a pun too. That's yeah. That's I don't good. know. It's not really clip, I guess, because you know he's going to wake up in the bed, but it's, a good uh, it's how jumping, this episode ends. A good jumping off point for the oh, next episode. Oh, that's a, a even better one. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see where it goes next time, but until then, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. 
I've been Brian. All right, take care, guys. at all.